What is your beef with beef? Never really liked it growing up, but at times, you know, when I'm when I'm back home or something, you know, I'll dabble into, you know, some Bojangles or something like that back in North Carolina <laughs> every now and then. I like it. Yo, 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 welcome to RG3 and the ones of Wave Sports and Entertainment original presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Robert Griffin III, and on this show, we are talking to the ones at the top of their industries in sports and entertainment. I'm talking about the people that don't just know the game, but they also study the game. And by the end of this episode, hopefully you can take something that will allow you to become the one in your own life. And oh me, I'm just the one that told y'all the Jets were going to need Zach Wilson eventually, and they did, and this man went out there and played his heart out to get them a victory. It's amazing what you can do when you live life or play in a football game like you have nothing to lose. He was out there throwing bombs and kissing moms. But that's enough about Zach Wilson. What we're here for is this show. And we need you guys to like and subscribe on our YouTube page because we're going to have episodes dropping for you every single Thursday. Come on now, guys. Come get that free game from us. Like I said, every single Thursday, we're going to be dropping new episodes on you. So make sure you follow us on social media at RG3 and the ones again. Follow us on social media at RG3 and the one so you can get those daily clips that'll keep you abreast of what's going on on this show. But coming up on this episode, I'm going to be talking to the man who is the starting quarterback at my old stomping grounds. That's right. We're talking about the Washington Commanders. Some of y'all know them as the Washington football team. Some of y'all know them as the Washington Rams. Well, can't say that one, but they've had many, many different names. But this guy's game shines through it all. He is the starting quarterback or was the starting quarterback at North Carolina. He is the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders, who was drafted in the fifth round in 2022. And going into week 10, he actually led the NFL in passing yards. That's how well he has been pushing the football down the field. I'm talking about the one and the only Sam Howe. Welcome to the show, my brother. Appreciate you having me on. Nah, man, I'm uh, grateful for you to come on. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to to meet you and get to know you at first uh, at the NFL Combine uh, and go through that whole process with you. Uh, it's always been a joy. I've always said you throw the deep ball prettier than just about anyone I've ever seen. Just how's this year been going for you? Yeah, it's been good. You know, I think uh, obviously, you know, first year playing, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs and we've definitely, definitely been through a lot this year. Uh, but I think we, we've done a lot of good things. You know, obviously the the wins haven't been there for us. Um, and we feel like we've kind of left a lot of games out there that we feel like we definitely should have won. Um, but still a lot of football left. Um, so we're, we're going to take it one day at a time, one game at a time, and, and keep trying to get some wins. Yeah, so you go from from that experience in college with Mac Brown in North Carolina, and now you get to the NFL in your rookie year. Just talk about that transition from going from being the man in college to now kind of sitting there in Washington for the majority of the season. Yeah, it's tough. Um, definitely, you know, obviously when you when you dream of playing the NFL, you know, you dream of you know being on the field and and, and winning games and playing well. Um, you don't really dream of being the the third string quarterback and not even, you know, putting the pads on a game day. Uh, but, you know, I just try to take it, you know, one day at a time and just try to make the most of it. You know, I was fortunate to be with, you know, two great guys and Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke, and they were both so good to me. And obviously they'd both been in the NFL for a long time. They've been around a lot of football um, and a lot of other quarterbacks as well. So it was fun to just kind of sit back and watch them 
go about their business, go about their everyday life and just seeing how they manage things just because obviously they, they both had an opportunity to play that year and just kind of seeing how they were different, what things they did the same, um, what things kind of worked for them. But, you know, I was just fortunate that they were just so willing to help me. And I think that's ultimately why I was able to, you know, kind of earn the job this year is because of what the, what they taught me last year. No, that's huge. Uh, one, for you to say that, but two, also the fact that you had that support in that room. I'm a big proponent that for every quarterback in the NFL, the makeup of the room is so important because you have to have guys that are in there all trying to help each other, even though only one quarterback plays. Everybody's got to be on a common mission, and that's to do what's best for the team. So I'm thankful that you got to experience that uh, with Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. Uh, what would you say – was your reaction when you did get drafted uh, by the commanders? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I think once I, once I kind of fell in the draft, you know, obviously you kind of, you, you really could go anywhere. Um, right. just, you know, you're at, at that point in the draft, you know, any, any team could pick you up just to kind of have some depth in the quarterback room. Um, but you know, I was just fortunate to be, be, be in Washington and play for, play for coach Rivera. Um, and it, it's, it's a re- really good, really good roster. Um, a lot of really oh, good yeah. players on the, on this team. And true. obviously, you know, we're still trying to figure it out, still trying to, become the team that we think we can become. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm super blessed and super fortunate to be here. No, nah, I mean, listen, playing the NFL, I've always told everybody it's a privilege. You know, it's, you don't have a right to do it. It's, and it's an honor to be able to play for yourself. Uh, when you talk about that, that fall in the draft, because I know when we talked at the combine, it was like, you know, you're going to be a first round pick. You, you've played that way in college. You proved yourself, not only your ability to throw, but also your ability to create. I thought was undervalued and still is undervalued in my opinion. Um, I don't think you're sneaky athletic. You know, I think you're athletic. I think you can throw, I appreciate that. Throw the, throw the leather off the football. But do you carry that as like a chip on your shoulder? The fact that you did fall in the draft and like every time you step out there, are you trying to prove a point? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I don't really think too much of it. You know, I think gotcha. it, it it is what it is. But for me, you know, it really wasn't about when I got drafted. It was about if I got drafted and and where 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 is my opportunity going to be? And all all I ever wanted was an opportunity. And I was fortunate enough to be in Washington, where Coach Rivera gave me that opportunity. What would you say was your like man your biggest welcome to the NFL moment in your first couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, I think, man, I, I mean, obviously you can have, you can have that in a good way and in a bad way. Um, you know, obviously I think, you know, my, my, uh, we played, bu- we played, uh, we played Buffalo this year, week three. Um, we started off two and zero. um, you know, and, and I played pretty well those first two games and we played Buffalo and man, we got killed, man. I don't, I don't even remember the final <laughs> score, but I threw like four interceptions and it's just like, man, like in, in this league, if you're not, if you're not on your game, that's what'll happen to you. Um, and, and it, no matter who you're playing, no matter what their record is, any given Sunday, you know, any, any team can come in and beat you. Um, and, and so it just kind of, you know, obviously made me kind of refocus a little bit just because as a team, we we're kind of riding high and, right. you know, thought we were a really good team. Um, and thought kind of, you know, I'm not saying that we got complacent or anything, but, you know, just showing right. that if you're not on your, not on your game, then, you know, anything could happen. Um, uh, but, you know, since then, I really just try to dive in each and every week and, and really take it one game at a time and really focus in on, on each and every day. Um, and I think I've been better because of it. No, we always talk about this in the quarterback rooms, at least some of the veteran rooms that I was in. It's it's very hard to ride that roller coaster of a ride that the NFL season can be. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. Um, and would you say, thinking back on that now, uh, is that is that the biggest difference from your rookie year to this year, just the ability to play and go through that roller coaster? For sure. I, th- I think that's definitely, definitely the biggest difference is, you know, just – 
obviously, you know, the season's really long and this is kind of my first time playing in a long, se- long season, obviously, because when you're not playing, it, yeah, it's long, but it, it's not taking anything off your body. It really doesn't feel as long as it does when you when you are playing um, and just the focus and how much it de- how demanding it is on a week to week basis. Um, and you, and you got to obviously, you know, you got to play the game on Sunday then you got to come back in on Monday ready to go for the next week. Um, and it's it, obviously it's a very demanding game, but, you know, I, I love it um, and I love every part of it. Um, but, yeah, definitely, definitely the biggest difference from last year, this year, just playing and going through and just riding the emotions. Um, and, you know, a team like us, we've had a lot of ups and downs this year. Just trying to keep the guys going, keep the morale up. Uh, but it's, it's been a fun ride for sure. So I want to I ask you about the like the transition from not playing to playing in a two-part question. So the first part is, how was the transition last year playing in the, I think it was the last game of the year. How was that transition from going from being on the scout team the whole season to now being the starter? Yeah, um, it was definitely, definitely interesting um just because all year long i was uh all year long i wasn't even the scout team guy you know carson was playing and then uh then taylor was a scout team guy and then i I got to be the scout team guy when taylor was playing a little bit um but then they brought when carson got back healthy he was the scout team guy so i I really i would go out there to practice and stand there the whole time and you know obviously after practice i would go back through the script and try to get all the reps in but for the most part um, I would just go out there at practice and not do anything. So you didn't get um, any, you didn't get any reps leading yeah, up into that, up into that week. Yeah, there was, there was a few weeks where, wow. you know, Carson was inactive just cause he was, he was hurt um, okay. where I got the scout team reps. Um, but yeah, really, I didn't, I didn't start throwing to Terry or Jahan or Curtis Samuel, any of those guys until that week of the game. <laughs> um, you know how it is, you know, week 18 in practice, you know, it's not really, nothing's really full speed at that point. Yep. Um, so like, you know, most of the routes and, Pass plays were running the game was the first first time I was really running on full speed with the guys. Um, so definitely wow. a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, but you know, fortunately, we were able to kind of take control of that game pretty early and you oh, know yeah. just kind of manage the game from 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 that point on. But it, it was definitely a cool experience. I'm glad I got to get out there before the season ended. You know, yeah. and obviously just going into the off season, there's so much unknown, and especially if I never would have played. Um, you know, I, there's no telling if I would have been given this opportunity this year. Um, so I'm just forever grateful for that opportunity to play that game. No, nah, that's that's awesome. And and really, there's a huge story about how Taylor Heineke talked to coach about the fact that you should get an opportunity to play in that game because he had a feeling that he wasn't going to be there uh, the following year. Just how grateful were you to Taylor Heineke for for speaking up on your behalf and allowing you to have that opportunity? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, there was kind of a lot that went into that that whole situation. Um, and obviously, you know, Taylor's a guy who's always had my back and he's always been so supportive of me and always would tell me how, how good he thinks I can be in this league and right. just to be a part of, you know, a room of, with such great guys like, like that. And, you know, Carson was the same way as well. Um, yeah. It just, it just makes life so much better. Um, obviously, cause you know, they have every right to not be that way. Um, and just the, you know, the relationship that we have and just for him to, you know, have, have my back like that definitely says a lot about who he is as a person, who he is as a teammate. Um, but yeah, forever grateful for, for Taylor, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's it's very rare that that any quarterback would would tell a coach, yeah, you know what, this guy, I believe in this guy. I think he should get a shot to go out there and play. And you know how cutthroat it can be at the quarterback position, whether it's in high school, college, or the NFL. So I think that that's awesome that you guys had that type of relationship, and you certainly made the most of that opportunity going out and getting the win. But the second part of that question for me was about how much more prepared were you this year 
having the whole entire offseason to prepare to be the guy and then being that guy to go out there this year and and really put up impressive numbers. Obviously, I know you want to, to do better and you want to get more wins, uh, but you are throwing the football uh, at an extremely high level when it comes to your yards and your touchdowns. How, how, how much did that help you getting that game and then the transition into this whole offseason? Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was it was very it, it, it helped me a lot. Um, just, you know, getting that confidence. Um, obviously, you know, going through the year, not playing at all, you really, obviously, you know, I've always been confident in my abilities and always felt like I could go out there and do well, but you really never know until you go out there and do it. Um, so, you know, just going into the off season with that confidence and just knowing, you know, not thinking I could do it, knowing I could do it, um, just helped a lot. And then just getting, getting all the time with the guys and just, you know, trying to, you know, obviously learn a new offense with Eric Bieniemy and just, you know, spending so much time. You know, during the offseason, during OTAs, during training camp with the, with the receivers, tight ends, running backs, just trying to really, you know, build that chemistry. Um, I think that's something that definitely helped me a lot. And obviously, you know, we kind of carried that into the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just think that whole year, you know, obviously, you know, as a competitor, you want to be playing every single game, especially, you know, when you're young. You know, you don't want to be sitting there when you feel like you can play. But I think you, you can definitely learn so much from it. Um, and I think I'm definitely better this year just from the ability to sit back and watch last year. No, that's awesome. And I, I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but your first touchdown pass was to Terry McLaurin? Yes, sir, it was, yeah. 17-yarder. Just just how much of a joy has it been to to play with a guy like Scary Terry? Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, you know, I got to do a better job getting him the ball a little bit more. Um, but <laughs> he's been awesome. You know, it's so much fun to play with an elite wide receiver like Terry um, and just a guy that you know it at any time. You know, if you need a play, you know, just find him. Um, and he's been so supportive of me. So, you know, he's been such a great teammate to me. Um, and even at times where I, I probably missed the read and should have thrown in the ball and it, he probably could have had a few more touchdowns than he's had this season. He's always, you know, had my back and been so supportive. Um, so he's just a great guy, great player. Um, he's definitely one of the guys you want on your team for sure. Yeah, he seems like he's a great teammate. Everything that I've seen and heard about him has been through the roof. But when you talk about needing to get the football more to him, how do you go about doing that at this point in the season? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's late in the season, um, but, you know, we still, you know, we still treat every single game like a must win. And, you know, we're not we're not giving up on the season by any means. Right. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, we, you know, we go into every single game trying to get every single guy on our offense involved. And, you yep. know, just kind of the, really the defense kind of dictates where the ball goes and the progression as far as. You know what they're trying, who they're trying to take away, what coverages they're playing. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm gonna I'm I'm go through the plays. I'm taught to go through the plays. Uh, but you know, still in the back of my head, I know that you know if things are even, you know, go to Terry for sure. Yeah, that that was gonna be my next question because you hear uh, Terry talk about how you know he did cardio last week, and I've heard receivers say that. Listen, whether you get them ten passes one week and then one the next, every great receiver always wants the football. That's just what they. That's how they're wired. How do you build that quarterback wide receiver connection without forcing it to him here late in the year? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we just got to continue to, you know, be patient um, and not try to press. You know, I think just, you know, taking taking what they give us um, and just knowing that, you know, this is, you know, we're, we're in this thing for the long run. Um, and we feel like we can we can have a really bright future here in this organization and with this football team. And so just trying to just continue to build and try to get better. Um, and, you know, we, we take practice really serious as far as, you know, just build, building that timing, building that chemistry and trying to translate that in the game day. And, 
you know, just talking through things in meetings, trying to be on the same page, um, not only with Terry, but with all the guys. Um, so we know, you know, we have four games left and, you know, I don't know really what the, you know, playoff chances are. I know that if we win, if we win every single game, you know, we, we have, we have somewhat of a chance. Um, and, and that's our goal, um, to try to go out there every single week and, and put our best foot forward and, you know, try to get better, you know, and, and if it doesn't work out for us this year, then knowing that we, we got some good things to roll into next year. No, that's uh, I think that's the perfect way to put it. And when you talk about the future and the future being bright, everyone wants to know if you are the franchise quarterback for the Washington Commanders. So I'm going to ask you, what does a franchise quarterback look like in your view? Yeah, I mean, I think he's, you know, he, I think he's one of the guys who's, who's the leader of your football team. You know, someone that is very reliable, you know, very consistent guy, obviously, you know, have, having great leadership and just, you know, the ability to make plays, the ability, you know, you know, just just win football games. Um, and obviously, I think, you know, we struggled, struggled to win a little bit this year. But I think, you know, I think we have a really good football team. And I think, you know, the more time that we have as a team to grow and develop, we can really we can really become something special. So, you know, obviously, you know, hoping for the ability just to continue to grow um, at the football team, just because I feel like we really we really can build something special here. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll I'll go ahead and and, and answer the, the same question that I asked you and and started by saying I do think you're the franchise quarterback for the Washington Commanders. And it's not it's not just the stats and the numbers. I think it has to do with your willingness to go out there and put it all all on the line for your team and the fact that your team has your back. There's a hit you took against the Arizona Cardinals um, this year. And the way that the team reacted and responded after that hit, it was a brawl. Like for you, yeah. when you see that your teammates come to your defense like that, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's it just makes me, you know, just it just really makes me appreciate the people that I have around me. Um, you know, just knowing that those guys always have my back. And ever since I've been here, I've always tried to do everything I could to make those guys feel like I have their back as well and try to do everything I can to be the, the best teammate I could be, even when, even when I wasn't playing you know, every single day. Um, and I'd, I'd do anything that these guys ever needed. Um, so it's, it's just so much fun to see that in return. And, you know, I think we have such a great team, such a great locker room. Um, and the guys get along, you know, people that come from, yep. obviously this is the only team I've been on, but people that come from other teams, you know, just say how, how, how cool our locker room is and how, right. how cool it is that everyone's getting along. Um, so we just got to try to continue to build, try to continue to grow and try to translate all that into more football wins. Yeah. And, and don't, don't get me wrong, people. Uh, it's not just like kumbaya in the locker room and Hey, that's your franchise guy, but leadership is a huge part of being that franchise guy. And then I think <clears throat> from a performance standpoint, you've showcased the skills to say, yes, this guy can be a franchise quarterback. And some people will point to the interceptions. And, and the only thing that I'll say about that is you're taking chances and you're learning your lessons on the job right now. NFL is a, is a different monster. Throwing windows are a little tighter. What you can get away with in the NFL is a little bit, you know, more tough than what you can get away with in college. And I think you're working through all of those nooks and crannies. And I think you've showcased enough to say, all right, we can build with this guy in the future. We just have to go put all the right pieces around him and continue to pour more resources into who Sam Howell is. So you don't have to say that. I'll say it for you. No, I def definitely appreciate that. No, no, no problem at all, man. I'm not just saying that because you're here either. <laughs> <laughs>
It's the holiday season and we're all trying to keep it cozy and nothing beats a nice warm bubble bath to unwind and relax after fighting that cold weather all day. So this week's episode of RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by Dr. Teal's. Dr. Teal's Epsom salt is trusted by the pros, a.k.a. your boy, who push their bodies to the limit. After a long day of blasting Zach Wilson haters or hanging out with the Heisman Trophy winners and MVPs, I need some me time. There's nothing I love more than a nice warm bubble bath just to take all the stress away from the day because I can't be one of the ones without recharging my mind, body, and soul, and I use this all the time. Self-care and recovery is important, especially if you're an athlete or if you're partying a little too hard at those holiday parties, you know what I'm saying? So soaking in Dr. Till's Epsom salts can recharge your muscles and helps to speed recovery. That sounds like the perfect Christmas gift to me. It's time to go to work and recover just like the pros do. Grab Dr. Till's Epsom salts at Walmart today and elevate your game. Just talk about, you know, the experience with, with Ron Ron Rivera and meeting him for the very first time. How did that go? Yeah, um, you know, had, 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 I've had great experiences with him. Obviously, you know, I grew up in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, so obviously – you know, big big fan of his. You know, just okay, watching okay. You know, him and the Panthers. You know, when they kind of went on that Super Bowl run, and it was just so much fun to watch and be a part of. You know, just from being in the city of Charlotte. Um, but no, super cool. You know, got got the opportunity to really meet him at the combine. You know, during the interview process, and obviously, you know, super grateful that you know he brought me here. Um, and you know, just kind of through that process, throughout that process, you know, he told me that you know he he was he was a huge fan of my game, and you know, he stayed true to his word and. And brought me to Washington. Um, awesome. So just forever grateful for for that opportunity and just being able to learn from him on a daily basis, as far as you know how he leads and how he manages the team, how he manages the organization. Um, so it's, it's it's definitely been a been a lot of fun to be here. Nah, that's awesome. You know, anybody that that that's listening or that woke up this morning understands that it's important to have people that believe in you. Uh, in your life. And it certainly helps when the head coach believes in your ability to go out and play. Uh, and I think he showcased that for you. But when you look at the way the year has has uh, unfolded and now you have a head, a head coach on the hot seat and there's all these discussions about what's going to happen. How do you manage those uh, distractions and or that pressure to just continue to go out and control what you can control? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's something that we've done a really good job of as a team is, you know, there's really, obviously, you know, there's been a lot of change in the organization. You know, people people are definitely aware of that in the building. But I think at the, at, at the end of the day, you know, all you can do is, like you said, control what you can control. You know, obviously, you know, you can spend all your time worrying about what, what might happen in the future or something like that. But really, all you can do is try to go in there each and every day and give it all you got. Um, and, you know, obviously, I think if you – if you do well, if you play well and you can win games and obviously, you know, I think you'll get the results that you want. Um, but, you know, to get there, you got to take it one day at a time and take it one step at a time and, and truly, truly give your all. Um, and I think if you, if you put everything into it, if you pour everything into it, you know, no matter what the results are at the end of the day, you'll be able to live with it. You say that. And the first thing that comes to my mind is what has coach Rivera's message been to the team throughout these uh, tumultuous weeks? And as the season comes to a close over these next four games, like what's been his singular message to you guys uh, in the locker room? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the main thing is, you know, we still have a lot of football left, still have a lot to play for. Um, and I think we inside the building, you know, he talks about it a lot. I talk about it a lot is we we have so much potential as a football team and, 
you know, we truly have not found out how good we can be. Um, we haven't we haven't played complete games as a team, and so we got four games left, and so let's go find out how good we can be. Um, and you know, I think he's he's always he's kept it, kept the vibe positive. He's been positive all year long, and just you know, kind of staying with that same message of control and what we can control. Um, at the end of the day, no one can no one can predict the future. No one knows what's going to happen, but what we can control is how hard we work and how what our mindset is coming into the building each and every day. I love it. I love it. You're getting me pumped up, Sam. Going to make me go run through a wall, man. Uh, speaking of, of being pumped up, I, I just got to – I have to ask this question of you because, you know, no one better to ask answer it than you. Is Eric Bieniemy a head coach? For sure. Yeah, and I think Eric Bieniemy would be a great head coach. Um, obviously, you know, I've, been, I've enjoyed working with him as a play caller and as an offensive coordinator, but I just think this – his ability to lead, um, his ability to relate to guys, and his ability to get the best out of his players is what truly separates him as a coach. Um, but, you know, he'll get his opportunity at some point. Right. Um, not sure when. Might be next year somewhere. Might be might be in, in 10 years. But whenever he gets his opportunity, he'll definitely show people why he should be a head coach for sure. But I'm definitely, definitely a big fan of his. No, nah, it's, it's awesome that you say that because the NFL seems to have, you know, tried to close that book or, or that chapter on his coaching career. And it's it's not that it's not fair. It's more so that I think the players that have been around him, like yourself, speak so highly of him that he should earn that opportunity with all the AFC championships he's been to, all the Super Bowls that he's won and all the lives that he's impacted. So I would say for, sure. for you, what have you what would you say the most important thing that you have learned uh, from Eric Bieniemy? Yeah, I mean, I just think his, you know, his ability to lead and his ability to get the best out of everybody um, is definitely something I've I've learned from him. Just you know, obviously he's a he's a very passionate coach, very energetic <laughs> yeah. coach, and just how much he he truly puts every single thing that he's got in, into this into this game and into this team, and it's just so much fun to you know kind of watch him work, see how hard he works, and just right. see you know, see the, see the way he leads and see the way he tries to get the best out of his players. Um, so definitely, definitely just some, some of the ways he leads uh, is definitely something I, I've learned from him. Now, Sam, I'm not a, I, I'm not a rumor guy. I, I'm not a sources guy. I absolutely hate that. I think if you're going to say something, you should put your name behind it. <laughs> but there was some, some stuff out there saying that the enemy was, was too tough or too hard on the guys and some guys didn't like it. Um, you talk about that intensity that he brings. First of all, was there any truth to any of that, at least from what you could feel from the locker room? Honestly, when all when all that stuff was, you know, being said, I, we most of us were just confused. Exactly, uh, we had no idea what what it's what, what they're talking about. You know, we're I was asking the some of the reporters like, "What are y'all talking about? Like, where are y'all getting this from?" And, Thank you. And no one had an answer. Um, but you know, it is what it is. You know, you can you can't control everything that's out there in the media. Um, but. You know, we know in the building, you know, the type of guy that EB is and just how much respect he has in the building. And, you know, I think us, us players, especially in this locker room, we, we want to be coached hard and we want to be we want to play for someone that really wants our best um, and someone that's willing to go the extra step to, you know, try to get our best. Um, and that, that's the type of guy we want, we want to play for. And that's the type of guy that Eric Bieniemy is. Oh, man, that's <sighs> Sam. I knew somebody was lying. I knew somebody was lying, just trying to tear him down. Like, I, I just don't like that. I really don't. And I'm in the media industry now, and I don't do that because it was obviously done to me during my career. I just think it's not it's not a cool thing. And obviously, if you guys in the locker room are sitting there questioning, like, where is this coming from? It just makes mm -hmm. everybody involved look bad. For sure. What's important on the field, though, uh, for all of us, 
you, me, all the fans, all the other players around the league is the, probably the hottest topic in football right now, and that's the officiating. Now, don't you say anything on here that's going to get you fined, okay? I, don't you do that. I don't think you would. Oh, my gosh. But what um, – just with everything that you saw happen in this past game with the Kansas City Chiefs, um, what's your feeling about – uh, officiating the consistency of it. Was it an offside? It's just the floor is yours to, to kind of talk about um, just where officiating is and, and how, how it's impacting the game. Yeah. I mean, I've always kind of said, you know, officiating is, is so hard just because, you know, no matter what you do, someone's going to be mad at you, you know, whether, you know, you were making a call, one team's going to be mad, one team's not going to be as mad. Um, so it's, it's such a hard thing to do, especially in full in real time and full time. It's, it's really hard. So I've always, you know, just kind of took my hat off to, to the officials just because they have a really hard job to do. Um, you know, as far as, you know, what kind of happened in the in the Chiefs game, you know, obviously, you know, you at the end of the game, you want to kind of see the refs let the players, you know, kind of dictate the outcome of the game. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it kind of is what it is. Um, you know, if I, if I was in that kind of in that situation, then, you know, I would just, you know, obviously it'd be, it'd be a tough pill to swallow, um, especially just the, how the play turned out. You know, the ref didn't know that, it was going to be a touchdown, you know, so it's, it's definitely a tough situation. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it definitely is a very hard spot that the officials are in. Yeah. And, and what I'll say is I clearly you saw Patrick Mahomes go off. He lost it, right? He absolutely lost his mind uh, on what the play went happened and Kadarius Tony being offsides. Um, let's, th- let's take the people inside just like the process of getting to the line of scrimmage and making sure you're on that line. Uh, so first I'll ask, I mean, was Kadarius Tony offside, Sam? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I think, um, obviously, you know, you don't want to line up, line up too far, too close <laughs> to the ball. But right. I think, I think, uh, I think it was Dan Orlovsky that kind of, you know, made a good point where he he lined up there several times throughout yes. the game. Um, yes. So that's definitely an interesting point. I, I don't know if there yes. was any warnings given or anything like that. And usually, you know, refs kind of warn warn teams about stuff like that. So it's definitely definitely very interesting i wasn't there yes. I wasn't really in the situation to right. to really know everything about it so it's kind of hard to, to comment on it um but just you know it's it's, it's tough to see a, a game end because of that okay sam all right listen you just soft shoot the heck out of that and that's that's good though because i'll say it Kadarius tony he was offsides my guy dan uh went through we all watched the tape saw that Kadarius tony had lined up that way multiple times and did not receive a warning so I'll, I'll clarify where I, I believe Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid were not upset that they were saying it wasn't an offsides penalty. They're saying that the standard is that a warning is giving at every level of football. Should I say in the NFL in your two years of, of experience, would you would you conclude that that is that is normally the standard. You get that warning before they throw that flag. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think yeah. especially when you go back and look at how many times he lined up in the same spot, you know, you would think if they don't say anything about it, then you would think it's okay. Um, and you would think it's acceptable, you know, behavior. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely a tough situation. Um, but what a play by Travis Kelsey though. Oh the, my gosh. The, the ability to do that, man, in the middle of the play and just the, just willing to take that risk in that situation. Um, and, you know, I think that's part of the reason what makes him so great, what makes Pat so great. Um, so it's it's fun to watch for sure. Yeah, man, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Like, it, I think it was one of the greatest impromptu plays I've ever seen that won't count. For sure. Um, and Kadarius Tony, 
you know, there are some people saying that he was loafing on the play afterwards. He really wasn't. He did his job. It was a pick play to get Kelsey open and he yeah. got him open and he turns around and he's really not even ready for the throw. And Kelsey just yeah. throws it to him. Yeah. I'm like, you have to, I mean, he's a hall of famer, hundred percent, right? He's killing yeah. it this year, doing his thing, man of the year, all this different stuff. But for him to have the, the, let's just call it the balls to make that play in that moment. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Have you? Yeah, no, I haven't either. And that's just, I think that just, that's what makes Kelsey who he is. Um, and just, you know, just that, that just kind of fits his personality as far as how he plays the game and just how he, how he runs his routes, you know, how, how him and Pat are always on the same page. You know, I think they do a lot of improv out there on the field, but it always seems like they're always on the same page. Um, and just that connection that they have, it's, it's so much fun to watch. And it's definitely something that you know, I can definitely take as far as, you know, just sitting back and watching definitely something that, you want to work on and build with with the players you have on your team. Yeah, I mean, if you could build that, I mean, For holy sure. cow, yeah. that'd be that would be otherworldly. Have you ever been in a situation on a football field where you got you obviously get mad about something, but it's really not about what happened. It was about, it's about a whole lot of other things that have happened, you know, that just kind of pile up time after time after time after time and you just finally lose it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, it, it, that's definitely definitely can happen. Um, you know, when a lot of things build up, you know, football is a, a game of a lot of emotion. Um, yeah. I think the great competitors, the great ones, they care so much and put so much into it. Where right. at some point, you know, emotion is going to show. Um, and, and you and you want people to be frustrated. You know, you want, when we're not doing things well. You know, I want people to be frustrated. You should be frustrated just yep. for how hard we work and how much we we put into it and how high our standards are. Um, so I think it's definitely something that happened. I really haven't, you know, blown up emotionally on the field this year, but right, right, right. <laughs> um, you know, just knowing, just knowing how much, you know, we put into this uh, makes you understand why that can happen at times. Yeah. And you haven't blown up. I don't think I've ever really seen you blown up, uh, blow up at any time <laughs> on a football field. You're a pretty calm, cool, collected guy, you know, try to but be, try to be, you, 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 you do it really, really well, but <laughs> Mahomes was not. And, I, I did see him come out and apologize for his outburst and apologize to Josh Allen for what he said to him after the game. But I feel like I'm in the in the very few people who actually gained a ton of respect for Patrick Mahomes for what he has done. Uh, not just the apology, but also the blow up. And, and the reason mm -hmm. I say that is as a quarterback, we both know this, like it's our job to constantly take the responsibility for whatever goes wrong. Because quarterbacks get all the praise and we also get a lot of the criticism that that either way it goes is probably not warranted. Right. You're not the reason that you won every single game. You're also not the reason mm -hmm. that you lost every single game. But my respect for Mahomes increased because he is still not to this day thrown his receivers or anybody on his team under the bus. And for them to have 33 drops this year for MVS to have the drop that basically would have won them the game a couple weeks ago. And Mahomes to come back and say, man, I could have thrown the ball better. Like to me, mm. I've earned so much respect for him, even though he had that outburst. And I know that outburst had nothing to do with the dang penalty being called. It had everything to do with all the frustration of the year and them being uh, eight and five and not where they want to be at. But he's been the ultimate teammate. And to me, that was exemplified in him going off on the ref. He had an opportunity to blow off some steam. He did. But then he came back and apologized to not only Josh Allen and his teammates, but he apologized to the kids out there because he's a role model for those kids. And he doesn't want them to see him acting that way. 
I thought that was huge of Patrick Mahomes to to kind of see that, but also still not throw his teammates under the bus. What do you think? Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I definitely agree with. I thought you said it really well. Um, I think he's just he's a great leader, um, and just the you know how how good of a teammate he is, and just his ability, just even when things don't go as well. You know, obviously they're used to having a lot of success over there, and I'm sure the standards are very high. And when things aren't going as well as they expect to, you know, it definitely gets frustrating. But just his ability to just continue to you know, continue to be a good teammate, continue to try to get the best out of his teammates and, and just be supportive. Um, I think just says a lot about who he is as a person. And I think one of the things that makes him just so special is how competitive he is and how much he puts into the game. And so I think, you know, that obviously, you know, him getting mad, you know, you, that that's part of the reason why he's so good is because how, how much emotion he plays with and how, how passionate he is and how much he wants to win. Um, and I think, you know, most, most winners have that in them. Um, and, Definitely, you know, I want, I want, I would want, I would want my quarterback to be to be frustrated as well. Um, so, you know, I think I just think he's obviously, you know, he's playing a position at, at the highest level and doing it better than anybody right now. So, definitely, definitely a good person to look up to. Yeah, you, you said it right there. Um, he's one of the. Uh, let's just be real. He's he's the greatest in the game right now, currently that's playing. But sure. but fun fact: Did you know that you scored more fantasy football points than him this year? Man, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really <laughs> keep up with stuff like that. Um, but I definitely traded to have to have some more, some more, some more wins. Um, so you know, got got to try, got to try, continue to add some more wins to the win column. Now, now you see the way you handled that question was was, or should I say, statement was the true professional way to do it. <laughs> and, and I don't, I don't want the fans to think any type of way about us as players. But when we're playing, bro, we do not care about the fantasy points. We don't care. We just want to win games and at the end of the day, do what we can do to help our team win those games. So I love the answer. Absolutely love the answer. All right, everyone, your favorite part of the show has finally come. It's Rob's Drip Check. In this episode of RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by True Classic Tees. Let's be real. It's getting chilly this holiday season, so let's talk about these new lightweight puffer jackets. As a guy who spends a ton of time outdoors, I love a jacket that is water-resistant and keeps me warm without all the weight. And also, y'all, they're trying to, you know, be a little fly. I'm talking about this Italian stallion Tommy DeVito agent fly. Do your thing out there now. The best part? is that True Classic sells premium products at an affordable price. You can get their best-selling T-shirts, hoodies, jeans, and more in three, six, or nine packs. Plus, they even have some exclusive special edition packs built for the holiday season. So you can get more bang for your buck this Christmas. But seriously, whatever you choose, you can't go wrong with True Classic. All their clothing is designed to be versatile and work with your lifestyle so you can look and feel your best all damn day. In fact, True Classic is so committed to their products, they even have a 100% fit guarantee and easy returns. So, if you're ready to upgrade your closet, shop now with my exclusive link at trueclassictees.com slash RG3 and save up to 25% off your first order. End your year with holiday cheer. Thanks, True Classic. Next question is, what is your beef with beef? And just growing up, you know, I didn't like red meat. Um, and I just didn't never, never really liked it growing up. So I've kind of stayed away from it. You know, I've tried to work it back into my diet just to, you know, kind of have some more variation as far as what I eat. But 
I still don't like it. You know, at this point, it's right. kind of a mental block for me. You know, okay. I just, every single time I try to eat it, you know, I don't feel good, feel sick. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wish I liked it, but I don't. Um, and so I pretty much just eat eat a lot of chicken, eat some turkey. Um, okay, that's pretty much all the only, the only meats that I eat, and it's it's worked for me. Uh, but no, I definitely get it, get a lot of crap for it for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna say like honestly. Whatever you want to eat is cool, man. I'm not going to judge what meats a guy is eating out here. Like, it is what it is. If you don't like beef, you don't like red meat, cool. What's your favorite type of chicken, though? Man, it depends. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I'm, you know, just, you know, for the most part, I eat a lot of grilled chicken, you know, just okay. you know, obviously for health reasons. Yep, um, but yep. at times, you know, when I'm, when I'm back home or something, you know, I'll dabble into, you know, some Bojangles or something like that back in North Carolina every now and then. I but like there's definitely, definitely um, lots of good places out there for sure. Hey, Bojangles be smacking, bro. Speaking of juicy beef, did you see what happened with DK Metcalf and Fred Warner this past week? Yeah, I saw a little bit of it, but I really didn't know all the details as far as what happened. I didn't, I, I wasn't able to watch that game, so I really don't know. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. There was something going on, um, but yeah, I really don't know all the details to be able to comment on it. What what ended up happening? What there you go. See, that's what I'm here for, Sam. I'm here to give <laughs> you all these details. Basically, uh, before the game, Kyle Shanahan had told the whole team, "Hey, we're going to get 14 out the game." You know, uh, DK's had some some moments this year where he's uh, gotten his emotions have gotten the best of him. So they basically plotted an entire plan to get DK out to fire him up. So Fred Warner caught an interception. DK ended up tackling him with like a WWE suplex move because um, he thought he still had the ball, but Fred pitched it. So when Fred got up, he ended up hitting DK in the back while DK was still on the ground. And when I say back, I mean back and the head, uh, something that you probably get upset about. So DK got up ran to him, grabbed him by the face mask, told him some some expletives probably, and then pushed him away, and they threw DK out of the game for that. So my question to you uh, isn't about DK getting thrown out, right? That's not your job to to articulate that or conjugate that or whatever. But have you ever been in a fight on a football field? No, I haven't. Um, wow. I, I've never been in a fight. Um you know, I try to try to kind of stay out of those things just because, you know, I, I, obviously, you know, I, I was in a lot of, I was in some fights growing up, you know, just in the neighborhood and stuff like that. But I don't really, I mean, I, at times, you know, you want guys in your team to, you know, be in there and fighting. And I think that some of that stuff can be good at times. You know, obviously, you know, you want to try to avoid those situations as much, po much as possible in games. Um, but something like that, you know, I can definitely, definitely see why, why things got heated. Um, but oh, yeah. that's interesting. You know, I didn't know that. Um, they said that, you know, Kyle said those things before the game. Um, but that's definitely, definitely interesting. I, I never knew that. Yeah, I found it interesting as well. But when, when I watched the clip, I, I encourage you to uh, to go watch the clip. It's uh, it's it's on my Twitter. I'm sure it's on yeah, other people's Twitters as well. Go check it out. Uh, you know, because DK Metcalf, bro, the dude is I don't know how to describe how much of an absolute unit this guy is. Because Fred Warner, you know this, he's the best linebacker in the NFL. Hands down, at least in my opinion, running, tackling, covering. And he's a pretty big dude. But when DK grabbed him by the face mask, bro, it looked like he was little brothering him. He was towering over him. And I know there's a Debo Samuel on that San Francisco 49ers team. But DK Metcalf was the real Debo in that moment. This dude is absolutely ripped. Have you ever seen DK in person? 
Yeah. Um, you know, we played Seattle a couple of weeks ago. Oh, um, there you go. That's right. That's right. We actually, uh, me and him played for the same offense coordinator in college. You know, my offense coordinator, Phil Longo, um, was at Ole Miss with DK. Um, and, you know, he, uh, DK was nice enough. You know, he, I don't even know if he remembers, but when, when I was in, um, when I was in college, you know, he got on a Zoom and kind of talked to everybody and we were able to ask him questions and stuff. So just, you know, he's always stayed in touch with me and followed along my journey. That's um, awesome. So, so much respect for him. And yeah, he's, you know, he's, He's everything you want, you know, as oh, far yeah. as, you know, he's, he's got everything you want. And so he's, he's definitely a lot of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, definitely not someone you want to pick a fight with for sure. No, not at all. And uh, listen, I am not built like DK Metcalf. <laughs> all right. I'm not, Me but I have been in a fight on a football field, Sam. And it happened in high school. We did this little toss play. I don't know if you guys ran it in high school, but we used to t- do all outside toss. We called it mm-hmm. 98 toss or 99 toss in this case, and you become the lead blocker as a quarterback uh, to act to get the numbers in your favor. So I toss it out to the running back. I'm his lead blocker. I'm like, I'm going to go annihilate this safety. And boy, (laughs) did I ever. I picked him up, hit him, pancaked him, started celebrating in his face and everything. I'm I'm pumped up. I'm I'm pretty pumped up. I'm not going to lie. This guy was so mad. He took his helmet off and then he hit me with two of the fastest punches I've ever seen in my life. Or should I say have not seen? Bink, bink. And I'm like, oh, but Sam, I still have my helmet on. So yeah, this, he, this guy has no helmet on now. He's yeah. no helmet. I put him in a headlock, beat him up, got thrown out the game. But the best part of this for me, Sam, I'll never forget. When I get on the bus going back home, right? We're in the, the big yellow school bus. This is high school. You know what I'm saying? We don't have those fancy yeah. buses where I was at. I get on the bus and the entire team starts chanting, Ali, Ali. And the bus is bouncing as we're leaving the parking lot. I'll never forget it. It was certainly yeah, no, worth awesome. it. It was certainly worth it in that moment. But uh, sure. I've, I've never been in a fight ever again on a football field because, you know, <laughs> we, we got to be cerebral guys, got to calm down. But it was certainly worth yeah. it in that moment. Well, no, I mean, quarterbacks don't, don't get the opportunity to get out there and, and lead block and, and kind of, you know, throw their body around, you know. So you definitely got to take advantage of those moments. And, yep. no, nah, it's definitely, definitely a funny story. Um, uh, I'm, I'm assuming y'all still won the game. Yes, um, we, we won the game. We won the game. We won the game. So, so yeah, then there it is. It was, it was all worth it in the end. It was a double Double victory for us on the football field and in the boxing ring. For sure. You ended up getting the juice this year, right? Because you, you're the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders. But you also have a different type of juice, some soul juice. Tell me about that opportunity. Yeah, man. Got my soul juice right here. But um, yeah, I've been I've been fortunate and blessed to be a part of the soul juice team. You know, being being a part is kind of having some equity in the company and being a partner um, has been has been a really cool opportunity for me. You know, it's a it's a Korean based company, which I, I I'm part Korean. My dad's half Korean, um, so it made a lot of sense for me. But it's a Korean pear based juice. Um, you know, it's made with only three ingredients: Korean pears, lemons, and water. Um, so very very healthy. You know, it's 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 a sports it's a sports drink. You know, it tastes good. You know, it's very healthy. Um, just has it's packed with tons of electro electrolytes. Um, and it's definitely definitely one of my go-tos you know when i'm working out when i'm when i'm on the field and stuff like that so it's definitely definitely something that everybody should which should check out for sure 
No, nah, that's awesome. I, I actually, I'm a, I want to check it out. I remember this um, uh, movie, uh, Bruce Leroy, back in the day. I don't know if you remember that because this might be a little bit before your time. <laughs> but they had this uh, guy named Shownuff, and he would, you know, talk about he's got the juice and he's got the glow. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to some of that soul juice. And 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 just for the people at home, can you spell that? Because when I heard it the first time, I was thinking <laughs> like, oh, you got the soul juice. But how's it spelled? Yeah, it's S E O. UL and Seoul, you know, obviously Seoul is the capital of South Korea. There you um, go. So it makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been super fun to be a part of, you know, and just to, to be a part of the team, you know, it's kind of unlike any other partnership I've had before. Um, so definitely been, definitely been an ultimate blessing. Um, but we'll, we'll send you some for sure. I listen, I love the double entendres. Okay. So you can get the soul juice, the soul part of it, and you can go to soul with it. So make sure y'all <laughs> check that out from a man, For Sam sure. Howe. Um, just a little bit more about your Korean heritage. Um, honestly, it was something that I didn't know that much about, but what would you say has been your inspiration to tap more into your Korean heritage at this point in your life? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, my grandmother, um, you know, she's from South Korea and she's, she's someone that has been so impactful for me in my life. And unfortunately she passed away unexpectedly last year, um, last Thanksgiving. So, you know, obviously just trying to carry on her legacy. Um, and she's, you know, one of the main reasons that I'm where I'm at today. And she just not only me, but you know, my brother and sister and cousin, you know, she was just always there for us and, and did so much for us throughout our lives. And so I just try to do everything I can to, carry on that legacy um, and just try to shine a light on, 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 on that Korean heritage and on, and on, on Korean athletics as well. Um, just cause, you know, I think especially in football, you don't see a lot of, you know, Korean people playing football. So just trying to show, show kids that, that are Korean that, you know, you can do it. Um, and that it's definitely a sport that we can play. And, um, you know, it's definitely something I'll continue to, you know, carry along with me. Man, I'm sorry to hear about the passing of your grandmother. What what was her name? Yeah, her name was Judy. Um, Judy. That was her American name. Her her Korean name was Han. Han. So, do you mind sharing a couple, you know, stories from your your childhood with with Grandma Han and just how impactful she was in your life? Yeah, I mean, she was just you know every time every single time I saw her, you know, she would hand me you know like a like a ten dollar bill or a twenty dollar <laughs> bill, you know, just to make sure I was all right. But I've never but. To this day, I've never met someone, you know, so, as caring as she was and wow. just someone that was so willing to help other people um, like she was. And, you know, she was, you know, as, as, as she continued to grow, grow, grow old, she continued to work. Um, she never stopped working. She was always, you know, running her own business and, you know, just trying to do more, trying to make more money just to help us. Um, and so she was just so inspirational um, and definitely means so much to me for sure. Well, I'm sure that uh, she is very proud of you and those tens and twenties that she gave you to hold on to. <laughs> I'm sure she's looking down on you now with what you're doing in the NFL and, and have an opportunity to be a starting quarterback for the commanders and is very, very proud. Um, you talked about the, the list of, or not the list. You talked about how very few Korean Americans actually play American football. Um, it's a very short list. Uh, what does that mean to you to be a part of that list? Yeah, it means a lot. Um, just to, you know, you know, I'm one of the, the few that's been able to do it. Uh, but I think also with that, you know, comes a responsibility to try and inspire the next generation um, and just try to give people hope um, and and let them know that, that it's definitely something that they should pursue doing and that it, that it's possible doing just because you don't see a ton of not only Koreans, but a lot of Asian Americans, you don't see a ton in the NFL. And it's not really something that you 
would say, you know, is, is a possibility for a lot of Asian American kids, but you know, there's people that are doing it. Um, and you know, it's definitely something that I just try to be a role model and try to give people hope for sure. Listen, I wanted to get into this with you before I let you go. I want to know for you, whether it was growing up or right now, who, who is the one that you emulate your game after? Yeah. I mean, I think growing up, um, it, it was Drew Brees, Ooh, um, okay. just the way he played the game and just how efficient he was, you know, just, you know, just, I think every single time you turn him on, you know what you're going to get with them. So consistent and just the way he gets the ball out on time and just, you know, just the way he played the position um, was so much fun to watch. And obviously, you know, I don't think we have similar playing styles, but <laughs> he's definitely, he's definitely someone that, especially inside the pocket, I try to, I try to do is I try to watch as much as I can and just try to model how consistent he was with his feet and how, how the ball was always out on time. Um, wow. And so definitely when it comes to being inside the pocket, he's definitely someone that I, that I try to watch and try to learn from. Nah, he's uh Drew Brees. He might not be able to throw a football anymore because he talked about how, you know, the rotator cuff issues that he had with the, with the chargers. And, and that's why he ended his career and he can't throw it. But you want to talk about a guy that is a master class magician in the pocket when it yeah. comes to footwork different drops, set in the pocket, escape in the pocket. Uh, his athleticism was a little underappreciated, I felt like, but it was because of the way he did it. So I think that's a perfect guy to emulate your game after. And that leads me to my next question. Um, you got to exclude yourself here, right? But if we had a quarterback draft and we, we get to each pick five guys, you pick, I pick, Okay. Who's your first pick of the quarterback draft? Out of anybody that's ever played, or nah, anyone playing right now? Playing right anyone now, playing right now. Playing right now. Who's their first pick, and then we'll go pick for pick back and forth. You gotta take Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I'll take Lamar Jackson. I'll take uh, Jalen Hurts. Ooh, that is a great pick. I'm gonna take Dak Prescott. I was, that's a good pick. I was definitely uh. I had to say I had to save you from picking him. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I appreciate appreciate you doing that. Appreciate you doing that. I'm gonna say uh, Jared Goff. Ooh, okay. All right. I guess I'm taking all the guys that got a little wiggle. I'll take Josh Allen. Then I'm gonna go Joe Burrow. That's a good one. And and I'm gonna I will allow that, even though I know he is he is uh, banged up right now. I will still allow that because Joe Burrow is an animal. C.J. Stroud, good pick. Okay, definitely going. I was going with C.J. next. Your Um, last, your last one. Last one. I'm gonna take. um, Give me Brock Purdy. Brock's playing well, man. You, you can't what? obviously, you know, yes. people have their opinions, but you can't yeah. take away what he's doing on the football field, man. And it's been it's been fun to watch. Oh my gosh, Sam, that's a beautiful pick. But I'm gonna go with my man out of the out of New York. Sorry, Sam. I'm gonna go with Tommy DeVito. All right, give me the Italian. <laughs> give me the salami guy. Okay, Mr. Cutlets himself. The guy was absolutely lights out in this last game. And when I say lights out, I'm talking about from like what we talk about when you watch tape. He yeah. didn't throw for 300 yards, but he was four for four for 53 yards on the last drive. He was yeah. calm and, and, and patient enough to take the check down. Two-minute drill, never forget yeah. about the check down. And then he throws a zinger to Wondell Robinson for the big game that puts him in field goal range. I thought Tommy DeVito played his tail off, and he's probably the best thing that's ever happened to Daniel Jones because now they're not going to be in position to draft a, a quarterback very, very high. But that would be my five and uh, actually, I like that game. I think that's a, a really good game. And 
and you you pick some pretty great quarterbacks. That'd be pretty uh yeah, pretty awesome no, to see. There's some good ones out there, man. It's been a lot of fun just to be a part of the league, and there's some really good quarterbacks playing at a high level right now. So it's it's been fun to you know go up against them each and every week. My last question before I let you bounce is what what's your favorite nickname so far that has been bestowed upon you by the fan base? Um it's hard, you know, hard to say. There's been a lot of a lot of good ones. Um, but you know, I think uh some people have called me the wolf. Um, you know, with the last name. Um okay. but that's definitely something that's definitely one of them that I can get behind. It might have been K Adams might have been the one who who made that one. But uh okay. that's definitely been one that I'm a fan of. You know, they play in the stadium, you know, they play the little the wolf howling sound all the time. So that's definitely one I can get behind. Nah, that's it. Listen. That's it. You're the wolf from now on. I call you slinging Sammy Howe. I've heard some people say, say make him Howe, but the wolf? Whoo. Nah, that's real. I, I really, <laughs> that's it. I, I can't even, I can't even hate on that. That's a great nickname. And I know the fans want the name to be changed to the, to the Red Wolves. So if you can have the wolf and the Red Wolves, that'd be incredible. But at the end of the day, man, I know you got uh, four games left to finish out this year. I want to see you go out there and finish strong. Uh, continue to 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 stamp your claim to being the franchise quarterback for the Washington Commanders. You got my full support, brother. I know you got the full support of your teammates uh, and and certainly uh, of the fan base. Um, so just continue to go out and uh, and keep grinding, man. Like this is a long journey for you. You're going to be in the NFL for a very very long time, not just because of your ability, but because of your connectability. You're a people connector, and I appreciate you coming on here and helping me connect with more people. Yes, sir. And I appreciate you having me on, man. Definitely, definitely a cool opportunity for sure. RG3 and the Ones is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. People, we make him bank. It's as simple as this you just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Pow! Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Now, that's clutch. <laughs> if you have a player who exits the game in the first half of a football game and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Again, the only one. Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Let's get into it. This week's prize picks for me. I'm going with Lamar Jackson, 47 and a half rushing yards. Why? He's going to be against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And even though the Jags are ranked fourth in the NFL and how many rushing yards they give up per game, they haven't seen an animal like Lamar Jackson. And over the past few weeks, he's been averaging more than 47 and a half rushing yards. My next one is going to be Devontae Adams, and I'm picking him at 67 and a half receiving yards. And the reason being is that the Chargers are 29th in the league in yards per game given up. And they're also 28th and how many yards they give up per pass. So that's it for me. And you can call me Santa because I've been out here giving out gifts. Make sure y'all pick wisely. So those are my picks. Daily Fantasy Sports is made easy with prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash RG3 and use code RG3 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, 
Go to prizepicks.com slash RG3 and use code RG3 for a first deposit match of up to $100. All right, people, that's a wrap for episode 13 of RG3 and the Ones. I want to say thank you to Sam Howe for coming on the show, and I am certainly going to make sure I go get some of that soul juice. Once again, RG3 and the Ones is a Wave Sports and Entertainment original in partnership with Whispering Oaks Productions presented by Prize Picks. So make sure you guys continue to support us. Go follow us on social media at RG3 and the Ones. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube page and listen wherever you get your podcasts. I want to say shout out to my producers. They are absolutely amazing. This show would not be possible without them. And of course, I always leave you guys with a little bit of motivation. So make sure you don't allow your feelings to determine how hard you work. Your dreams do not care about how you feel. Always work hard and let's go live the lives that we always thought we could. I'll see you guys next time. Peace out.